0: Seniors, does your doctor regularly reach out to check on you? Can you walk into your doctor's office and see them if you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number, and can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend more time with patients than the doctors you may be used to. They offer telehealth visits, help you get your medications, and even make sure you get to your appointments. If your doctor isn't treating you like family, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Call Dedicated Senior Medical Center today to schedule a visit and find out what you're missing. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie On Air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson.
1: Welcome to Jacafecito with Rosie on Air. My name is Rosie Paulson. I'm the owner of SNR Services and Rosie Paulson Enterprises. I am a commissioner, a public speaker, a Medicare insurance broker, and in 2020, I became a published author of the book, Nieke: The Mindset to Get What You Want. My brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And today in my show, I am honored to invite my really good friend, Joe Lugo. Joe is the owner of J3 Creations, which specializes in leadership, diversity, and inclusion awareness, and accountability coaching through consulting, training, education, and strategizing services. He is known for his passions for writing, speaking, diversity, and inclusion and the Latino and Deaf communities, as he spends the majority of his time servicing there. Joe has a passion for learning, as he has completed three degrees, and it is in the process of completing another. He's a published author with over 25 years of experience, uh, leading a ministry, sharing and teaching all that he has learned through his experiences and his life. He lives in Florida with his wife. Joe, thank you so much. How are you today, my friend?
2: Doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Rosie. I do appreciate that. Doing well, doing well, you know, living the dream here in Florida.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm glad that our paths cross. Uh, it's been quite a few years, uh, but you are one yeah. of those sounding boards, I would call it, that when I have something in my mind that I just need to bounce off from somebody and just hear uh, somebody else's perhaps um, intake helps me a lot and it has been a wonderful experience to get to know you and that uh, not only as a friend but as a mentor of somebody that I can really ask questions and um, somebody that uh, will give me great feedback even sometimes if it's not the feedback I want to hear but that's okay that's what love is all about and that's what mentorship is all about too so you know, reading your, your bio, um, is one thing, but experiences is in another. So I really thank you. I'm going to take this time to, to thank you for everything that you have done for me and especially for my business.
2: Well, Rosie, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, but I'm the one who should be thanking you.
1: (laughs) You're So nice. But let's start with who's Joe. I know I read a a, a bio, but, um, who's Joe the person one of the things that i always tell people is this show is so we can get to know you who you are and how you help the community so who's Joe the person
2: oh well, Joe the person um you know I, one of the things that i i, I kind of helps me keep grounded is that i don't forget where i'm from i grew up in brooklyn new york uh, in East New York, part of Brooklyn. And, um, I grew up poor and I didn't even know it until I got into high school because everybody else was in the same boat. So I didn't really know what I was missing. And so that experience has always stayed with me as I've grown and matured and other people have poured into my life. And so, um, one of the things that Joe is one of my main things is that I'm very, very passionate about people. Um, the same way that I was giving a, I was given a hand up one of my goals in life, and you can see that throughout, you know, the career choices that I've made, and even now as I transition from ministry to uh, owning J Three Creations, my passion is to see people uh, uh, live out their dreams, to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be, and if I can be part of that process in any way, that's what gives me satisfaction and fulfillment. I just I believe in authenticity. I believe in in being real. I believe in facing, you know, whatever challenges you have, and I believe in, in giving credit where credit is due. Uh, and I believe that no man is an island. No one can do this by themselves. We all need each other.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And you know, in the, the days that we live right now, diversity sometimes can be used in so many different ways. Um, But I always tell people that I have never felt that I have been mistreated or treated different because of my gender, perhaps, or because of my heritage. Um, And I think that is part of the people that I have surrounded myself have that inclusion on, on, I, I guess, in their model, what they do. So... Tell me a little bit about how do you help businesses on this part of our our society, right? Inclusion right. and diversity.
2: so so here's my take on diversity and inclusion. I think it's a real thing. I've experienced discrimination. Um, Rosie, i I'm glad you have never been faced something like that. Uh, i've I've not faced it to the point where it's you know other people have, but I have faced it. I didn't know I was being discriminated against until um, later on in my life when I entered the workforce and I noticed that people thought I was different and saw and thought less of me because of my accent or because of my, at, at that time, lack of education or because of the color of my skin. Um, little comments like, um, you know, thinking that all Latinos are Mexican and there's nothing wrong with Mexicans, I love them, but we're not all Mexican. But being put in categories like that, being, you know, lumped into groups like that, where there's so much diversity and so much beautiful uh, cultural uh, richness in all of our cultures. Uh, so then I started to think, hey, this is this is the situation. But here's what I find. I find that these things are filters that we grow up with. Nobody's born, you know, thinking these things. They, they learn them. And it all is based on the environment and the filters that you grew up with who your mentors were, who, who the uh, role models in your life are. And so the way that I approach diversity and inclusion, um, while I understand that there's a black issue, there's a brown issue, there's a white issue, I, I get that. And it's very real. I like to start in a place called unconscious bias. And what I help organizations do is I help them to uncover their biases so that we could understand each other better, so that we can take advantage of the strength of the differences that we bring to an organization. So I, because of the way I grew up, may think a certain way, and somebody from another country might think a certain way, and there's value in that because there's more than one way to do things. And so they may bring something to the table that nobody considered because they had a different filter that they grew up with. They had a different background. What I do is I help everyone to uncover those biases to 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 authentically come to the table and figure out where these biases come from and how to manage them and then to take the relationship the work relationship the productivity to another level that then creates uh, at the end of the day more profits lower turnover higher morale people are excited to come to work because not only do we look at diversity and inclusion, but we have to look at the second piece to it, and it's just as important, and that is the inclusion part, right? So many people focus on diversity. You're different than me. Why are you different? Why do you think different? The me understand. But if we left it there, then it, it, it doesn't really do a whole lot until we add the inclusivity piece to it. And so that's how I start with organizations, to help them start there. From there, we build leaders. We build owners of the piece of the business that they're working with. To then impact the organization to become a cutting-edge organization, to become a leader in their market field, to become one of those places where people are just dying to get in and go to work there, right? So that's that's kind of what we do.
1: Right. And this is exciting to me because, you know, I always tell people, um, I'm a great inspirator, I'm a great leader, but I'm a terrible manager, and uh, mm. and I think nowadays, because of all the uh, way of people seeing, you know, you spend a lot, a lot of time at your work and with your work family. Absolutely. So you want an environment where you are appreciated and that your input is also well received. And that's part of the leadership of who is in charge of the company. Um, that you want to work for. So that really excites me, what you said about that's where you help others. So why is that so important, you think, to work on your leadership skills as a person that leads a company?
2: Well, the bottom line is this, is that there's there's definitely, uh, you know, profits is always important. You know, if a business is not profitable, it's not going to stay around for a long time. But here's, we go even further than that. You know, There's a customer that we're trying to serve, whether you're an IT organization, a financial organization, you sell insurance, whatever it is you do, at the end of the day, there is a customer that that product or that service is geared to. And, the, and you want that customer to be able to receive the best of the best of the best, because that's what creates relationships. That's what creates a company becoming relevant in their industry. A trusted brand, a name where people can go, I trust that brand. I know what they're about. I want to do business with them. Um, and so in order to become that, you have to address all these other softer areas of the organization. Um, and so one of the things that companies don't do is that they don't pay attention to these kind of things. They they implement a, an ABC. Let's do A, let's do B, let's do C, and that should produce D. But when it doesn't, what do you do? Are you skilled? Are you knowledgeable? Are you brave enough? Are you are you willing to take the steps to create an environment that is safe, that will create authenticity, sincerity, everybody coming to the table and really taking things to the next level, right? If I can work with you, if I can trust you, I will do the best that I can. If I feel part of a process, if I feel included, if I have a drive and a purpose and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm included, I'm gonna give you everything that I have. And that customer at the end of the day, when we're all said and done, is gonna get the very best of the best.
1: Right, right. And authenticity is such a key word. Not only, I mean, it's for everybody, but I think as a small business owner, authenticity, authenticity is very important. Because if now with social media, right? Social media is a double-edged source but source. But if you have a persona in social media and it's not the authentic who you are when people meet you personally and it's not the same person, they feel deceived and they already mm. feel that they cannot trust you. Um, so authenticity. Tell us a little bit more about that and what does that mean and how can I be authentic, which is also a little bit vulnerable because you're being real. So how would you address
2: that? Well, authenticity is one of those things that I think are super, super, super important. You Listen, um, if you can't live an authentic life, then you're going to miss out on a lot of things. I think that being authentic and real and sincere with yourself leads to the best version of you, leads to a better you, leads to a better, um, a better uh, people that are around you. If, if you're authentic and you're sincere and you're willing to look at the difficult challenges in your life, then you inspire others to do the same. You know this is very contagious, and so I think that. Uh, one of the things that is, is scary about social media is that we can hide behind it, right? Uh, never before has it been so easy to portray a life or to portray a persona, as you put it, uh, that it's not real. And then when people meet you, it's not real. And so and so that affects that relationship. It it damages that relationship. And most importantly, it damages the trust. So when organizations do the same thing, where they're portraying something on social media for everyone to see, and then someone actually gets into the organization, they meet the organization, leadership, and they find something different, that is very detrimental because that's a letdown, that's a heartbreaker, and that can cause, you know, a lot of like a negative domino effect where, you know, ultimately the bottom line is impacted, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. People right now, people want to work with, people want to work Uh, or or deal with, people want to do business with people who are authentic, people who they can identify with. And if we present the picture, especially on social media, that we're just, it's perfect and everything is great and there are no issues and I'm just living the life and look at me, look at me, look at me, look at us, look at us. That's very hard for for anyone to identify with because very, very, very few people I venture out to say that almost everybody is not living the perfect life. Right. So I think that authenticity is a a very important thing to identify with your customer, with your employees, with your leadership, with the people around you, the community you serve, understand their issues, understand their challenges, and understand how you can connect and be part of that solution. The only way I think that we could do it.
1: Yeah, and I think that is so important. Because um, I always share the story that I I was following this lady for the longest time and she was so exciting and her life was not perfect, but she she shared just this beautiful life. And she she sounded or looked like she had it all together. So when I finally met her, she was just this chaos walking. And I'm like, oh, my God gosh that is really not what you show up as in social media and that's when i decided to be as authentic as i can because listen in life nothing is you know perfect uh and i think people connect when you're that vulnerable that you're having a challenge perhaps that you are working through and once you share that People connect and says, well, I'm not the only one that is going through this. So we might end up together working through the process, or perhaps somebody has already worked through the process, and they can give you some tips. Oh, I tried this, and I did that. You know, it's about community, and it's about sharing. I so agree. I really 100%. thank you. Go ahead.
2: You know, you use a, verb, a word, Rosie, that is so key, and that's being vulnerable. I love that word. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's 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 a good word, it's a real word. It's a word that can lead to great breakthrough.
1: Yeah, because I think um, authenticity authenticity comes from that. Um, and And for example, I had somebody the other day that said, Oh, it's Scott and you uh, you guys doing such a wonderful job as husband and wife, and you keep on um, being a role model. For me and my wife and but I do share sometimes you know that we have these struggles I mean there's not always I remember you know I'm I'm the worst person there is but I forgot our anniversary and I honestly my husband is such a great guy and how in the world did I forget my anniversary I don't ask me but he was compassionate he was forgiven and we worked through it. You know, it was just right. too many things in my life and, and I totally um, forgot. Uh, but that doesn't mean I love him any less. And I think of he course. understands that. But it's about that. There's high seasons in our lives and there's low seasons in our life. And I think what makes us different is that commitment. So at that time, that person connected to that story. And I'm glad because they needed that. Um So I think being that authentic, and there's going to be things people say, oh, you share too much. I remember somebody says, you share too much, Rosie, it's too personal. Well, if you don't like that I share too much of my personal stuff, it's okay. You're not part of my tribe. There's somebody else that is your tribe. And, you know, that is so important. I hear you. So what do you think about, you know, having the people that follow you because that's you know they're your tribe and there's other I, ones and it's okay it. they're not your tribe so
2: you what know what is do you I, have in that i think that you know we we are so you can't you can't possibly have everybody in your tribe you know that's that's what makes us so great and unique that we're different we're 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 gifted with different talents and skill sets with different personalities different perspectives different environments that we grew up different filters because we're not supposed to be there for everybody we're there for the people we can identify with and they can identify with us now when you come across somebody that doesn't truly identify with you then you know that's okay Uh, you know don't struggle with it but maybe if you need to help them find the tribe as you put it uh, that they belong to I don't I don't think that you know forcing someone to be part of your tribe or forcing yourself to be in it in a tribe or a group that just really doesn't resonate with you it's not really helping actually it could be detrimental. So one of the things that is important I think in life and we do this we do this organically is we we gravitate we we gravitate to people who are kind of like-mindedness, um, and sometimes that's a really good thing, but sometimes that can be detrimental, depending on how like-mindedness they are. You know, if you're if you're a person that that you know you kind of trying to help to have a better, more positive outlook, and you're hanging around with a bunch of negative folks, that's really not going to help you. So you know, taking into perspective what it is that you want to do, who do you want to become. And then find the group that can identify with you and you can identify with them. And then be part of that tribe. But it's okay if people don't want to be part of your tribe. I get that. I'm okay with that.
1: Yes, not everybody is part of your tribe. And that's okay. That's, uh, that's awesome. Now, um, you also had ministry background. We have just a few more minutes left. Sure. Perhaps um, talk a little bit about that. Tell me how people can reach you, and maybe one thing that you leave that you want to leave our listeners with.
2: So I was in ministry. I've been in ministry for over twenty-five years. This year, I made a change. I kind of stepped away from those responsibilities to really follow another passion that I have. So I'm at I'm in a, a halftime in my life. You know, this first half that I was in ministry, I was pastoring, I was doing all these things, and it was wonderful. It was amazing. I got to be part of some amazing things. But now in my second half, I feel like my passions are not shifting, just changing the target audience and the methodology, but the message still stays the same. And so in my second half, I'm really passionate about developing people, about helping people be the best that they can be, organizations be the best that they can be. Uh, And and that's kind of where my passion lies right now. And so that's, that's gonna be my second half goal um that is the impact that i want to have that is the legacy that i want to leave behind because i feel like in this world that we're living in as we look around it's it this is needed it's really needed we need to come to terms with some of the things that we're facing and i want to be part of the solution not part of the problem and so you know my goal is to be able to to bring that at the at the individual level if i can at the small business medium business large business and, uh, and, and help just share my experiences, the programs we've developed to help all these things. And if anybody wanted to find out any more about that, uh, there's a couple ways to reach me. One is through my email, Lugo at j3creations.com, Lugo at j3creations.com. Or they can call me, 727-512-5923, 727-512-5923. Those are the two best ways to reach me
1: and that 3 is the number 3 right
2: the 5125923 yes the number no three. no i'm
1: talking about the j3 solutions the oh, number yes. 3 j3. is the number so,
2: that's correct it's joe lugo at j3 the number 3 creations awesome With an joe at, at the end.com
1: good well joe thank you so much for for being here today my friend uh, is always an honor thank you
2: Rosie, the honor is mine. Thank you so much.
1: Well, my listeners, building long-lasting relationships with your network family, it's very important. These are the people that you get to spend more time. Perhaps you're not a person that has a nine-to-five job, and the networking is how you get your businesses or your leads. Well, why not? build those relationships with those people that you get to spend time with. Work on your sphere of influence, but get to know who they are. Get to know their family and be a good friend. Follow up with them. Perhaps when you don't see them in the networking events, call them and why not have a cafecito with them? What your network relationships are is what you put into that. Thank you so much for listening to another show of Cafecito with Rosie on air. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao.
0: You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepalson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.